Welcome to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James, the exciting new show within a show that gives you, the listener, both a thrilling mystery and a peek into the world behind the scenes. Brought to you by Bizzo Soap, the versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, gets your white sparkling white, keeps the colors of the rest of your laundry at their brand new brilliance, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo Soap, for the Bizzo Busy Woman. The cast and crew of The Case Files of Eddie James have just wrapped recording. They're getting ready to leave when Mrs. Joan Comstock, head of KTMQ, enters the studio. Great work today, everyone. I love the energy you all put in, but especially you, Lorraine. Poor Susie got quite the workout today. Thanks, she sure did. Oh, I felt bad for you, I must say. Eddie could have, uh, and should have, taken the brunt of the attacks. Why, so you could have more lines in all of the attention? Well, no, of course not. It's, it's just that Eddie is the principal detective, and as the man... Uh... Oh, brother, not this again. For the last time, Russell. Not all detectives are men, and not all women need to be protected. Yeah, Millie's right. Some women like to be taken care of. I'd even say most of them. But some of them prefer to take care of themselves, and they should be allowed to. Roberta created the character of Susie to be a tough, smart, independent woman. Susie knows the risks. Better yet, so does Eddie, and he doesn't get in her way. He respects her. We all need to be more like Eddie. Why, thank you, Phil. When I was given the job of writing Eddie James, I wanted to show real people and that there are different types of real, beyond businessmen and housewives or even private detectives and femme fatales. Yeah, you succeeded. Oh, and how. I'm real proud of being part of the show, and that's part of the reason. And good on you, John, for not trying to change Roboida's vision. If it works, don't muck it up. Or however it is you Americans say it. I appreciate it, too. Being part of the show has made me a stronger person. I, 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 I think I have been misconstrued here. I respect all women, and most especially I respect the character of Susie. <laughs> I mean, how, how, how could one not respect her? She's hard as a battleship and often more clever than Eddie. Yeah, she's definitely smarter than Hadley. I don't think Hadley could ever solve a case on his own. No, oh, of course he could, Phil. It's just that it's the case files of Eddie James, not the case files of Wayne Hadley. He solves lots of cases on his own when Eddie's not around. Now, if you're feeling bad about it, I'll make more mentions of his successes. Oh, you don't have to do that, Roberta. I wasn't trying to make a fuss about it. I was just making a comment. I heard your frustration. Like Susie, we need to make Wayne as real as we can, and a real homicide lieutenant has lots of successes. We'll work on it, won't we, John? Of course. We can begin tomorrow. We do have a writing session in the morning, after all. We shall see you all on Friday for rehearsal. Good afternoon, everyone. Ah, good afternoon, Joan. Oh, I'm afraid you missed recording. We just wrapped. An excellent episode, too, if, if I do say so myself. As you are wont to do, Russell. I will be sure to tune in at airtime. I didn't come to listen in, actually. I came to speak to a few of you. Phil, Millie, Clint, would you happen to be available right now for, say, an hour, perhaps two? I could give you about an hour. Well, I'm finished for the day, so sure. I don't have anything until eight, so as long as I have a chance to eat and go over the next script, I can help you. What do you need us for? I'm starting a new magazine about the shows we have in the Excelsior Network and the people in those shows. Not a gossip rag, but something that can offer the fans a peek into their favorite worlds. I want the first issue to include biographies of some of our lesser-known actors. You three are every bit as good as the others, and you each deserve a spotlight. Wow. Thanks, Mrs. Comstock. Please do call me Joan, Millie. And you're welcome. I have hired Malcolm Shipley to write these biographies, by the way. Malcolm Shipley, Malcolm... Ain't he the one who wrote the new biography of the Normandy hero? The Pulitzer Prize winning one in the same. Don't worry, he'll be writing yours as well, probably in the next round. You'll all have a turn eventually. I'm even planning an issue that's dedicated solely to our writers. Excellent ideas, all of this. I firmly believe that voice actors do not get the recognition they deserve. Perhaps, though, you should start with the, um, 
or the lead actors, so you can attract readers with names they know. Um... Nice try, Russell, but no. The magazine will include synopses of every show we produce, as well as a monthly schedule. The readers will have plenty to entice them. I want to give them something they don't already know. Yeah, one more photo of your mug and I might run for the hills. Barney, cut it out. <laughs> Even if you are right. <laughs> uh, you're not going to want any deeply personal information, are you, Mrs... Uh, I mean, Joan? I'm not requiring it, no. You tell Malcolm as much or as little as you like. I think it would be nice, however, if you shared something that hasn't been mentioned in any other interview. Doesn't have to be embarrassing or anything. It could be that your favorite color is chartreuse, or that you were a jitterbug champion in your youth. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do make sure to impart that wonderful personality you have, Phil. Same goes for the rest of you. Each one of you brings something very special to the show, something it can't do without. Millie, Clint, Phil, follow me. The rest of you, enjoy your evening. Wow, what a great lady. I think she's really gonna take KTMQ places. So do I. You think I'll take me for a drink? Care to join me, Barn? I'd be delighted to. Anyone else? Sure, I'll go. Um, I have to beg off, I'm afraid. My wife is very close to her due date, and I don't like to be away any more than I must. <clears throat> if there wouldn't be any objections to my company, I, I would like to go as well. Of course you can come too, Russell. We're family. Family doesn't always get along, but they know who they belong with. Right, guys? Yeah, right. right. Sure. Thank you. That means more to me than, than I could possibly express. Just for that, the first round is on me. Let us be off! The city is a lonely place. I know, I walk its streets. I'm Eddie James. Being a lonely man in that lonely city gives me a chance to see things other people miss. And that makes me a good detective. Walk with me. See for yourself. The work of a private detective usually follows the same path. Client comes to the office, tells us their problem, pays a retainer, and we go out and solve the problem if we can. My agency gets enough business that way and we don't have to advertise or even have a splashy entry in the phone book. That all being said, once in a while we find a case either by being in the right place at the right time or just by using our skills to notice something of. This one time, for instance, my partner Susie Beck and her fiancé, Sergeant Dan Feely, weren't looking for trouble. They were causing it in a way. They were arguing about their wedding plans as they walked to Susie's flat after dinner out. Even that wasn't enough, though, to keep Susie from spotting a rather intriguing anomaly. Ah, come on, Suze. I'm only ever going to do this once in my lifetime. I want to celebrate, and I want everyone I care about to celebrate with me. We've got to have a big fancy wedding. Oh, brother. I hate being the center of attention, Danny, and I hate being fussed over. Besides, who would pay for something like that? The only family I have is my mother, and she doesn't have anywhere near enough money for a wedding. Neither do I. My parents will pay for it. They've already offered. My brother Michael's in-laws wouldn't let them help when he got married, and my brother Tommy isn't going to get married anytime soon. He's too stuck on being in the Navy. Ma loves you, and she's dying to plan. I know. I love her too, I really do. <laughs> she's a kick. Your dad, too. Can we find a compromise? I'll agree to have a church wedding if we keep the wedding party down to just the best man and a maid of honor and the guest list to no more than a hundred. Best man and an usher. I have to have both my brothers or I'll never hear the end of it. But Danny, I don't think I know two women well enough to ask to be bridemaids. Hey, hold up. There's something shiny in the gutter, something kind of big. What the heck is it? I don't know. Here, use my hanky to pick it up. I still don't know what it is. It's a bronze statue of a fairy. A very nice statue of a fairy. It's signed on the base and everything. Ooh. What's the matter? <gasps> oh, is that blood? Sure looks like it. It's mostly dry, but not entirely. 
That means this thing wasn't in the gutter long. Well, let's ask around, see if anyone saw anything. Yeah, okay. We could start with the guy selling papers. He's the most likely to have seen something. Good evening. What can I get you? No, wait, don't tell me, let me guess. You want the racing form, and she wants the latest blushing bride. Uh, no thanks. We just want to know if you saw anything unusual happen in the past couple of hours. A, a fight, maybe, or something like that? Huh. And no, no fights happened around here. It's actually been quieter than usual. You didn't notice anyone drop anything. No, because no one did. I would have noticed something like that. Like I said, it's been real quiet. There has been more than a handful of folks walking by. Thanks, anyway. I'll take a copy of Blushing Bride for my girl here. Thanks. I might be a bride at some point, but I'll never blush about anything. <laughs> it's just so you can have some ideas to look at. There's a cabbie over there. Let's talk to him. Uh, hey. Hey, you. Hey, what? If you're looking for a handout, forget it. <laughs> nope. I ain't. Don't need one. I'm a lady with a respectable flat and a respectable job, uh, have you know? I'm just uh, on a little, uh, <clears throat> I'm just on a little vacation. I heard you ask Billy if there's been a fight around here. We did. He said there hasn't been one. Did you see something different? Uh-uh. I didn't see a thing, Willie, other than the purple monkey. <laughs> Gotta catch that thing one of these days. I wanna know what you found in the garden. I saw you pick something up. A statue of a fairy. Did you happen to see who dropped it? Mm, nope. <laughs> didn't even know it was there. Maybe you should give it to me, you know, just in case the owner comes looking for it. Sorry, but I can't do that. We think it was used in a crime. We're just looking for possible witnesses before I bring it to the station. Station? You a cop? Yes, ma'am. Oh, uh, I think I'll go straight home now. You don't need to trouble yourself with me. Uh, have have a <coughs> have a lovely evening. Bye. <laughs> I almost got tipsy from her fumes. You're not gonna run her in? Nah, I'm off duty. She won't get far anyway. McClellan's on the beat, and he'll catch her in about a half a block. I wanted to question the cabbie, too, uh, but he's gone now. I'm sure he would have given us the same story. So, do we take this to the station? I don't think we need to. Uh, according to witnesses, nothing happened here tonight. What we think is blood could be something else, or maybe someone used the statue to pound a stake. Maybe. I'll hang on to it just in case. If no one reports losing it, I'll keep it. That's a beautiful statue. Not as beautiful as you, favorite person. You'd really wear a wedding dress for me? For you and no one else. Now back to the argument about the rest of it. Ah, oh, Suze. Interesting thing to find in a gutter. Uh, that's definitely blood on the base. They say we take a sample of it and dust the whole thing for prints just in case the police come across a bashed-in head. In case you're wondering, this is an early Art Nouveau piece, I'd guess circa 1898. Ah, now I know it's 1898. Oh, how? The signature. It's Jacques Barreau. He's one of the most recognized Art Nouveau sculptors. These markings here give us the date and that it's number seven of a run of only ten. Which makes it a valuable piece. Your knowledge of art will always amaze me, Eddie. Yours will get better. Good detective needs to have a deep knowledge of uh, things he's hired to find. And art, as you know, is a big one for us. 
Well, I do know. I've learned how to spot a fake from the real thing, and I'm pretty good with French Impressionists and Dutch Masters. But I still have tons to learn. Keep reading the books alone, you, and visit museums. A lot. Before you know it, your art knowledge will be, well, almost as good as your detective skills. I'll do all of that. There isn't a print anywhere on this. Hmm, that raises it to intriguing. Want to take a crack at finding out why a bloodied, valuable statue was dropped in a gutter? You know I do. Let's both work on it. We don't have a case right now. I'll let you take the lead, though. Where do you want to start? I say we go back to the scene of the crime, or the discovery anyway. Maybe we can find another clue in daylight. Excellent idea. Wrap the statue up and put it in the safe, then let's go. It was right here. I remember because of the proximity of the newsstand and that bench. You can even see a faint outline in the dirt. You're right. Good work. Unfortunately, there's nothing else here. Not even a cigarette butt. <laughs> that drunk woman probably took any that were there and smoked them. <laughs> Too bad she's not still here. The guy at the newsstand is probably not the same one who was there last night. No. The cabbie's got to be a new one, too. Yeah, but maybe the guy who's there now knows who was here. He was the guy who we didn't get a chance to interview. Excuse me. Hi there. Where to? Nowhere, thanks. We actually have a question. Do you know who was working this stand around 10 o'clock last night? <sighs> that would be me. The guy who was the morning shift called in and they asked me to cover. Why? I found a statue in the gutter right over there last night. I'd like to get it back to its owner. Did you happen to notice anyone drop anything or maybe a fight? Uh, oh, sure. I remember seeing you now. You were with another guy. I couldn't hear what you were arguing about, but I could tell it was wedding stuff. You had that I hate weddings look on your face. <laughs> I know it because my wife had the same look. I didn't blame her, to be honest. Between us, we have almost 300 relatives. We eloped. If that was your fiancé, though... Who's this guy? My boss. I'm Eddie James. Susie and I are private detectives. No kidding? Wow, I heard of you two. This must be big then. Let me, let me, let me think. A fight. Nope. All was quiet last night. Didn't notice no one dropping nothing, neither. That, that sure is a weird thing to drop, though, ain't it? Yeah, it is. So you didn't notice anything unusual at all? Hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah, 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 there was something. A brand spanking new Lincoln sedan that pulled in behind me, then left right away again. I remember it because I loved that car. Ever seen one? The way the back slopes down to the ground, so classy. It was my favorite color, too, blue. You didn't happen to catch the license number, did you? Oh, no, sorry. It left in a hurry, and I was just daydreaming about having one of my own, you know? Yeah, I get it. Here's my card. If you ever see it again, would you give me a call? You bet. Anything I could do to help, I do. It's my motto. Here's my card. You ever need a cab, day or night, you call me, yeah? Thanks, uh, Chet. Susie, let's go find out what Wayne can tell us about Lincoln Sedanette owners. Wayne, Lieutenant Wayne Hadley of the LAPD's Homicide Division, was bound to think I was crazy. Why hunt down the owner of a statue when there's no money in it would be his question. For the love of the chase would be my answer. So I became a detective. Whatever fight I was expecting, though, didn't happen. My old friend was in a uh, <laughs> rare, jovial mood. Good morning, you two. Nice to see you on this fine day. Wayne, you okay? Should we call a doctor? I'm fine. Why, yes. You're smiling. Oh, that. I was supposed to be in court all day, the Benson murder trial. But it's been called off. Benson decided to start a fight with some of his fellow inmates and got shivved. That makes one less the public has to pay to keep in prison. Ooh. Ah, it's cold, my friend, even for you. Well, maybe, but he deserves it. He raped and killed four women. We caught him in the middle of trying to off the fifth. 
I'm in such a good mood that I'm not going to rib you about why you're here. Why are you here, anyway? We need to find out who owns a brand new blue Lincoln sedan at. Uh, easy enough. Why? Oh, wait. Does this have anything to do with the statue you and Feely found last night, Susie? It does. A cabbie saw a blue sedanette pull up to the curb and leave right away again last night. We think the driver of that car dropped the statue. Uh, sure sounds plausible. Feely! I need a list of owners of blue Lincoln sedanettes. This year's model. Thanks. So, did someone hire you to get to the bottom of this, or are you just doing this for... Fun. Ah, oh, for fun. And as an exercise, always good to keep the skills sharp. Uh, yeah. Remind my sergeant of that, would you, Susie? He's been on a wedding cloud for days. Yuck. Happy to oblige, Lieutenant. <laughs> What's the matter? Getting cold feet? Not at all. I just hate weddings. I'd be happy just to go to City Hall. Ugh, and he wants all of the trimmings. You two are backwards. Eddie! Suze, I didn't know you were here. You would if you were paying attention. We walked right past you. Straighten up and fly right or I'm calling the whole thing off. You can go all nutsy cuckoo about the wedding after work. <sighs> You're right, Suze. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'll pull myself together right away. You better, or I'll bounce you down to beat cop. What'd you find out? There's been only one blue Lincoln sedan ad registered this year toward Tracy Walker. Now here's the funny part, funny as an odd, it was reported stolen just yesterday. Why were you asking about it? It was seen in the area where you two found the statue, around the same time. So whoever stole it stole the statue too? Good question. I think we should get an answer, Susie. Do you have an address for Miss Walker, Danny? I've got two, home and work. The work address is over on Melrose Place. I'll write them down for you. Thanks. Let me know what you find out. I didn't care about this statue, even after what Feely told me about it. I do now. I have a feeling you're going to make a mountain out of a molehill. In a good way. Tracy Walker is an interior designer. I knew that before I know who owned the missing car. I've never actually met her, but I'd heard about her through clients and friends. Her preferred furniture style was modern. Her preferred personal style was angry porcupine. It was said she had patience for no one, and if it weren't for her brilliance and design, she wouldn't have a client or a friend in the world. It was going to be an interesting interview. Well, state your business. I don't have all day. Are you Tracy Walker? That's what it says in fancy gold script on the window, doesn't it? You could be a receptionist or a client waiting while Miss Walker looked for a fabric sample. It never pays to assume. Touché. I might like you, whoever you are. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, I'm Tracy Walker, and you two are... Eddie James and Susie Beck. We're... Private investigators, I know. I read the paper. Whatever it is, I didn't do it, but probably thought about it. Oh, you did it all right. You lost your car. I didn't lose it. Some jerk had the nerve to steal it in broad daylight from right in front of Louie's in Beverly Hills. I'd only had it a few weeks. Say, uh, you didn't happen to find it, did you? No, but it was spotted. Oh? When? Where? Last night, by the newsstand at First and La Brea. First and La Brea? <laughs> what a ridiculous place to be! I wonder what it was doing there. I also wonder who was brash enough to drive around in a stolen car. Any ideas? Nope. Well, except for the possibility that whoever stole it is involved in other nefarious work. Oh? Like what? Theft. You didn't happen to have any art, like, say, statuary in your car, did you? Statuary? Of course not. What on earth are you talking about? I found a small bronze statue of a fairy in the gutter last night. Only your car had been seen in that particular spot. A bronze of... Uh, a fairy. You happen to own a statue like that? About a foot tall, Art Nouveau in design? No. I hate Art Nouveau. Wouldn't touch the thing. Say, would you two be willing to take on my case? I don't trust the cops to tie their shoes correctly. Never mind actually find my car. You two have at least half a chance. Well, we could be coerced. I mean, convinced. 
We charge $50 a day plus expenses, $100 retainer. Pricey. But if you want the best, you have to pay. I'm pricey myself. Okay, what do you need besides a Ben Franklin? The license number and engine serial number to start. A detailed account of the last time you saw the car would help too. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it now. Show up to my house. 325 Bel Air Road at 6. I'll give you everything then, okay? I may have another matter for you to look into as well. No, that's fine. We'll do what we can in the meantime. Good. Now go away. Please. Isn't she a ray of sunshine? Yeah, but she likes you. From what I've heard, that never happens. I'm honored. So, where to? Let's head over to Louie's, see if anyone there saw the theft. That Tracy Walker is something else. At least you know where you stand with her. She seemed to get real cagey when I brought up the statue, though. I wonder why. Hmm, good question. Want to know another good question? Sure. What? Why are we being followed by a black Ford? We are? How can you tell? There must be a dozen black Fords around us. Yeah, but there's only one that switched lanes when I have. He's two cars back, not close enough to get a good look at the driver. Oh, yeah, I see him now. Darn, no license plate on the front. Try making a turn. No, still there. Maybe this guy wants a showdown. If so, let's get him out of the city so he can't hurt innocent bystanders. This street goes right up into the hills. He's still there, and he's getting closer. There's a vista pull out just ahead on Mulholland. I'll stop there. Eddie, he's gonna ram us, and there's no fence on the cliff edge! She okay, Doctor? Well, she has a few cuts and bruises and a sprained left wrist, but otherwise, she's fine. <laughs> well, she's more mad than anything. <laughs> I'd hate to be at the wrong end of that temper. Don't worry, she only directs it at the bad guys. Oh, she comes now. Susie! Susie, how do you feel? Like I want to pummel the jerk who rammed us. How about you? Sore, in more ways than one, but no major damage. We should go report the whole thing to Wayne while it's still fresh in our minds. Looks like we don't have to go anywhere. He came to us, accompanied by your fiance. Suze! Eddie, I heard the report. Are you are you okay? Yeah, just banged up and mad. I can't blame you for the mad part. How about you, Mr. James? I'd say Susie summed it up pretty well. Why the personal visit from Homicide's top two officers? Do you really care that much, Wayne? Shut up. I asked him to come. I was worried. Thanks, favorite person. Oh, now you shut up. Since we're here, why don't we take your report, Eddie? Uh, we were told you were up on Mulholland, or should I say halfway down the cliff. It's a miracle you two weren't killed. Was it an accident? Tourists take those curves too fast all the time. Oh no, it was definitely an on purpose. The guy who rammed us followed us from a client's on Melrose. Wait a minute. You were on the way to see Tracy Walker last time I saw you. She's your client now? Yeah, she asked us to find your car. She told us it was stolen from in front of Louis. We were on the way over there to ask about the incident when I noticed we had a tail. I tried to shake him, or her. It didn't work. It was definitely a him. I couldn't see his face, but he was wearing a fedora pulled low. Black Ford Deluxe, a few years old, no front plate. Now it's a Black Ford Deluxe with a lot of front end damage. Sir, you don't think this could be connected to the missing persons report, do you? There are a few too many coincidences for my comfort. Yeah, could be. Nice work, Feely. Missing persons report. Jefferson Walker, the retired real estate magnate and Tracy Walker's father, was reported missing yesterday. It's possible someone kidnapped him and was keeping watch on the daughter. Though, as far as I know, no ransom demands has been made yet. Rich guy, huh? I wonder if he owns any Art Nouveau fairies. Another great question. Guess your marbles weren't rattled too much. Nope, just enough. It's almost time for our appointment. Let's go. Susie, you should rest. Haley, lay off. 
You got a lot to learn about women, especially this one. Lesson number one, don't ever try to get in their way. Ever. But she just had... No buts. Trust me. I'll let you in on the next ten rules when we get back to the station. Let me know what you two find out, Eddie. Oh, you know we will. And don't worry, Danny, I'll keep an eye on Susie. She'd be a lot worse off if she tried to sit still, and you know it. You're right about that. Lip-buttoned for now. I should have realized Tracy Walker was the daughter of Jefferson Walker. Her tastes are elitist. Her address was elitist, too. Bel Air Road is smack in the middle of one of the priciest neighborhoods in Los Angeles. Turns out it wasn't her house. Not completely. It was the family homestead. An occupied family homestead with butler, maids, personal secretary, and an eyebrow-raising lady of the house. May I help you? We have an appointment with Tracy Walker. I'm afraid she's not here at the moment. Perhaps you should return later? Who's at the door, Carson? Uh, Someone looking for Miss Tracy, madam. They say they have an appointment, but Miss Tracy is not at home. She should be home soon. Let them in. I could use some company. Yes, madam. Please, step this way. Good evening. Welcome to Chez Walker. Who are you two, if you don't mind my asking? Clients? Actually, Miss Walker is the client. I'm Eddie James, and this is my partner, Susie Beck. Eddie James, Eddie James. Why does that name sound familiar? Oh, I know. You're the private detective who helped Maxim Stark. Well, that story was all over the papers and magazines for weeks. That's me. And you are? Oh, you obviously don't read the social columns. <laughs> I'm Rita Walker, wife of THE Jefferson Walker. Carson, I'm parched. My guests must be as well. They do look like they've been through the wars. Forgive my saying so. We were in a car accident this afternoon. Oh, oh, you poor things. You really need a drink. Manhattan's, Carson, and keep them coming. Yes, madam. I, uh, I understand your husband is missing, Mrs. Walker. Rita, please. Yes, he is. Personally, I think he's just gone off on an adventure. Retirement has been hard for him. He was a relentless worker, you know. He has a very hard time relaxing. It is rather odd that he didn't tell anyone his plans, though. Not even Ashley knew he was leaving. Ashley? Ashley Groves, my husband's secretary. He knows everything my husband is up to. He should. He arranges most of it. Don't you, Ashley? I can never sneak up on you, Rita, no matter how thick the rug. Yes, I do arrange Mr. Walker's schedule. Why? Oh, no reason, just making conversation. This is the famous private detective Eddie James and his partner Susie, Ashley. They're here to see Tracy. Oh, probably about her car. I'll take one of those drinks, Carson. I need one. I just spent eight hours canceling appointments and contacting every friend and business associate I could think of in hopes that one of them knew where Jefferson was. No luck. One of them knows where he is. They just don't want to tell you. Still, it is worrying. Want to take on my husband's case, Eddie? I bet you could find him. I'd pay you well. That's him in that portrait behind the big chair, by the way. In case you need a reference. He's my detective, Rita. Hands off! Sorry I'm late, James. My last appointment was a yakker with no taste. She wants a pink living room. Flamingo pink. Oh, I'd rather gut myself. Come with me and I'll get you that paperwork. You too, Beck. 
five minutes with these two and you'll be ready for the funny farm. That wasn't very nice, Tracy. Rita deserves more respect than that. It's Miss Walker, secretary boy, and Mrs. Walker, as in the wife of your boss. And I know it wasn't nice. It was intentional. You don't like the secretary, I take it. I don't like anyone. It's a quirk. Do I like him even less than some others? Yes. I thought my father was an idiot to marry someone younger than me, but I get it. I thought he was a bigger idiot to hire a man the same age as his wife, but Dad likes him, says he is spunk. I think he has ulterior motives. I just keep it to myself because there's no changing the mind of the great Jefferson Walker. One thing I made sure to do, though, was secure power of attorney. In the event of my father's demise, I am the only one who says what goes where. He doesn't believe in wills or trusts. <sighs> Here's every scrap of paper I have for the car. Find it, would you? And quick, the car rental agency only had a clunky old Mercury available, and I hate it. That Lincoln is a gem. We'll do our best. While you're at it, do see if you can figure out where dear old dad went. I'll pay you double. I don't know anything, but I've got a bad feeling. Sure. By the way, know anyone who drives a black Ford? I have no idea. Why? Because someone driving one followed us from your showroom and rammed us over a cliff. What? Why would anyone be idiotic enough to do that? Good question. Have an answer? Careful there, Beck. You're starting to sound like me. Something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. No, I don't have an answer. I haven't made any new enemies lately, and my clients are all satisfied with my work. Maybe it's something about you two. I bet you have plenty of enemies. We, uh, we have a couple, but none that would have known to look for us at your place. If you ever see a Black Ford loitering, let us know. We'll call you with an update on your car as soon as we have one. Good. You can find your way out, can't you? I need to work on something. That was interesting. She's not all biting no bark, is she? No. She's genuinely worried about her father. I think he should be our focus. Call Danny when we get back to the office and give him all this info on the car, would you? They may have even found it already. Sure. Off already, eh? Did Tracy ask you to find her father? Can't tell you. Privacy issues. That must mean she did. It means I can't tell you what we discussed. She may have asked us to track down the Black Dahlia's killer. Why interested? Jefferson Walker is my employer. I'm concerned for his welfare. Yeah, and your salary. Crass. And not true. Rita has said that she would retain me no matter the circumstances. If Walker is dead, she may not have that kind of say. Families are funny things, Ashley. Especially when it comes to inheritances. They tend to keep them for themselves. That Walker clan was something else. I didn't like any of them, with the possible exception of Tracy. We agreed to take her job, though, so we had to see it through. Susie and I made it back to the office without a shadow. We weren't going to stay long. It was late, and we were both tired and hungry. Those weren't the reasons we left five minutes after we got to the office, though. We left because Susie had a startling revelation. Ugh, I can't believe it didn't click until we were all the way back to the office. What a dope! Hey, you're not a dope. You were in a major accident this afternoon. That you're walking around at all is either a miracle or crazy. I know, but it's such a big clue! Another fairy statue, just like the one we have, right there on the mantle. I should have caught that right away. Well, with a non-rattled brain, you would have. I'm impressed you noticed it at all. I didn't have the distraction you had. Rita was doing everything she could to get you to swoon over her. No, she didn't have a chance. Married gold diggers aren't my type. That's odd. All the lights are off. No one gave any indication of leaving, especially not Tracy. The butler's not even here? 
I'm getting a bad feeling. So am I, especially because the door is unlocked. Get your gun out and stay close. Hello? Anyone home? It's Eddie and Susie. We have a question. Let's check the living room first. Nobody's in here. There's a statue, though. Glad to know I wasn't seeing things. Never thought you were. Let's go to Tracy's office. Maybe with the door closed, she can't hear us. Ms. Walker, it's Eddie and Susie. We had a question. Uh-oh, the door's locked. Stand back. She can hate me later. She's been shot. Tracy, what happened? You already said what happened, you idiot. Any idea who did it? Uh, wore a, a mask. It's a black Ford. I'll see if I can catch him. Tracy, stay with me. Ugh, she's out. I need an ambulance at 325 Bel Air Road right away. There's been a shooting. Thanks. Wayne, it's Eddie. Sorry to bug you at home, but it's important. I'm at the Walker house. Tracy, he's been shot. I've called for an ambulance. No one else is here. I agree. Could be they all did it or none of them. So far, it's not murder, just an attempt. I'll do my best to keep it that way until you get here. Then I want to track the would-be murderer. It was a darn good thing you were here. She has a better than 75% chance to survive instead of none at all. Good. She's about as friendly as a wasp's nest, but uh, I have to admit, I like her. So who doesn't like her enough to shoot her? That is the question of the hour. I've searched this room and haven't found a single clue as to a suspect or a motive. And what were you doing here, anyway? I would have thought you two would be in bed by now after this afternoon. Susie remembered seeing a very important clue when we were here the first time, and we wanted to question the family about it. Here's the clue. That's the statue you and Feely found. No, it's a statue very similar to the one we found. Ours is number 7 of 10. This one is number 3 of 10. There's an empty spot on the mantle where I found this one, right where a matching statue would sit. What's going on here? Why is my house full of policemen? Susie and I thought of another question and came back to ask. We found Tracy on the floor in here. She'd been shot. Shot? Why? By who? And why are you holding my fairy, Miss Beck? It's the source of our question. How many of these statues do you own, Mrs. Walker? I don't actually own any of them. They're Jefferson's. They're a particular favorite of his. He bought ten of them and gave some of them away as gifts. I think currently we only have the two in the living room. There was only one in the living room. This one. Where's the other one? Only one? I, I have no idea. It was there the day Jefferson left. I remember because he complained that they hadn't been dusted properly and that I needed to discipline the maids. Interesting. Where's everyone else tonight? When we got here, the only one around was Tracy. Well, I had a dinner engagement at my club this evening, so I gave the help the night off. Ashley went home, I imagine. He does have his own flat, though he spends most of his time here. Know anyone who drives a black Ford? I couldn't possibly tell you. Sorry. All cars look the same to me, especially the black ones. Susie, Eddie said you ran after it. Did you get the license? No, it was already down the street. I did notice that the left taillight was out, but that was it. What on earth is going on here? That's for us to know. Who are you? This is Ashley Groves, Lieutenant, my husband's secretary. I thought you went home, Ashley. I did, but I started to feel guilty about leaving you alone, so I came back. Why are the police here? Did they find Jefferson? I'll ask the questions, mister. When was the last time you saw the fairy? Yes, Susie, let's take a look around while the residents are occupied. Upstairs. Okay. 
looks like Tracy's bedroom. Not an antique in sight. Not much of anything in sight. She is definitely the minimalist type. Yeah. Let's find one of the more maximalists. This has to be the master bedroom. It's huge! The master's bedroom, not the master and wife. I bet anything Rita isn't allowed to step foot in here. Then why is it unlocked? It wasn't. I jimmied it. Now, here's a big fan of Jacques Barreau. There are at least three of his works in here. Ooh, I love that one by the window. The woman holding a crescent moon? She's even more beautiful close up. Her dress looks like real fabric. What's wrong? I may be seeing things, but I could swear there's something hiding in the trees at the far edge of the lawn. Something shiny. Come take a look. You're not seeing things. There is something shiny in the trees, and it looks very much like a headlight. Let's go check it out. Eddie, it's a blue Lincoln. Sure is. There's some kind of building behind it. Looks like maybe a gardening shed? I bet that's not all it is. A man tied from head to foot. It's Jefferson Walker. I recognize him from the portrait in the living room. <gasps> His head is bleeding. Is he... No. Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker, can you hear me? Oh, oh, oh let me at him. Let me at him. I will tear him limb from limb with my bare hands. Who? That wretched, cursed jack who calls himself my secretary. That's who. Oh, I'll skin him alive and eat his flesh in front of his dying face. Oh, he thinks I don't know he's the one who shanghaied me. But I saw his reflection in the window as he crept up on me. Use one of my fairies to assail my cranium. Oh, saw that too. Where is he? And who are you two scallywags anyway? I'm Eddie James, and this is my partner, Susie Beck. Tracy hired us to find her stolen car, and you. Ashley stole the car, I'm bound, so he could try and foist the blame off on the offspring and therefore render her power over my state null. I thought he was like a son, but he's worse than a pirate. The, the, the cur! The plague sore! The... That's Shakespeare. And Art Nouveau? I like you, Mr. Walker. If we get inside right now, we should be able to catch him unaware. Are you able to walk, Mr. Walker? Well, not as powerfully as usual, thanks to that, that miserable toad, but, but yes. It takes more than a caution the pate to bring down a walker. Help me up. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Susie, run inside. See if you can let Wayne on to what we found without Ashley knowing. If not, do whatever it takes to keep Ashley in the house. On it! You! You must have a reasonable head on your shoulders to have discerned my location, James. Good at my daughter for grabbing the bull by the horns and dragging you in. I'm surprised that devil didn't try to best her as well. I'm afraid he did. She's been shot. I don't know how badly. What?! If my progeny expires in his hands, there will be no punishment harsh enough to satisfy me. Again, I say, let me at him! Shh. The best way to get him is by surprise. I know we'll almost kill you, but we want to make sure he's caught and stays caught. Oh, oh I suppose you're right. Well, very well. All right, Lady Eleanor, we need to search the entire house. Susie, where have you been? Oh, just... Tying up a few loose ends. Oh? Did you find a clue as to who did this terrible thing to Tracy? It was attempted robbery, wasn't it? I should go and see if the safe has been opened. It hasn't. You could say, though, an attempt was made to open it without the robber actually touching it. I don't understand. You don't? Funny. You should understand better than anyone here, Ashley. Mr. Groves, please. And why would I? Because you're the one who kidnapped Mr. Walker, stole Tracy's car, and shot her. Me? How could you think such a thing? Never mind, say it! I was devoted to Jefferson! Because there was a witness, one who will be more than happy to testify that they saw you hit Mr. Walker with a fairy. 
However it is, they're lying. I'm not lying, you attle-pated, knock-kneed gutter-snipe. Jefferson, you're alive. No, thanks to this, this poor excuse for a human. But, but... I I could have sworn you were dead. The way you fell when I hit you at the ferry. I dumped that blasted ferry because I didn't want to be blamed for your murder. It was an accident. I swear, Jefferson. That's Mr. Walker, your ex-employer and chief witness for the prosecution of you. You bane of my existence. You useless uh, I'll, I'll take it from here, Mr. Walker, before you say something we all regret. Beck, what are you doing here? Checking in to see how you are. Irascible. And grateful. If you two hadn't shown up when you did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Ah, I owe you double. Nah, you don't. You're actually paid in full. What do you mean? Dad! Who'd you think it was? Marley's ghost? Ugh. How are you holding up? Well, I'm seething, sore, and itching to get back to work. <laughs> That's my daughter. And glad to see you, Father dear. What happened? Anyone know who the idiot who shot me was? What have I missed? I want every detail, or I'll unleash the hounds of Hades. <laughs> you two are definitely related. Uh, we'll let your father tell you the whole story. Mr. Walker, here's your fairy statue. The one I found that got us into this case? and the one you were coshed with. Oh, Moonlight Fairy number seven. Oh, she's beautiful, isn't she? One of Jacques Barreau's best. Damn right. Ah, keep her. You've earned her. More ways than one. Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Walker, but I couldn't. Don't I... even think about turning down a gift from Jefferson Walker, young lady. Completely unacceptable. I was going to say I couldn't thank you enough. How crazy do you think I am? That does it. I officially like you, Beck. You're one in a million. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James. Brought to you by Bizzo Soap. The versatile soap that copy beat for dishes gets your white laundry sparkling white keeps the colors of the rest of your laundry at their brand new brilliance and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo Soap, for the Bizzo Busy Woman. Tonight's cast included Lauren Baumbauer, Val Coons, Max Levine, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, Rachel Wasserman, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Coons, sound patterns by Val Coons. This has been... A Q Footsteps production. Don't forget to buy a Tatum where all fine Tatums are sold. <laughs> Forget the tea and buy a t-shirt, damn it. You can wash your t-shirt with Bizzo Busy Soap. <laughs> hang, hang, sense. Hang, hang, sense. Hang, hang, sense. Crack. <laughs>